0: Things started Thank you for tuning in to Muse by Mariah the podcast where we dive deep into discussing mind body and soul hey guys thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse by Mariah the podcast today's episode, obviously the title is there are levels to this shit, right? Which doesn't really talk about what I'm going to be talking about. So the basis of it is going to be about toxicness, Tox- toxicity. You know how many times I practice saying that word? Toxicity. But the reason why I called it There Are Levels to the Shit is because there's so many different kinds of toxicness in this world, and I'm going to narrow it down to basically three main categories. The first one is just going to be about toxic people in general, how it affects our relationships, how it affects us, and so on. The second is going to be about toxic masculinity slash femininity, which is not as discussed as it should be. And then the third is going to be about toxic positivity. So before I get into all the analytical shit, can I just bring up the fact that I would say within probably within the past five to seven years, being toxic is actually something that people strive towards. And that's something that really blows my mind. And of course, a lot of it has to do with social media and how being toxic is portrayed, mostly within relationships and how cute it is. Like, I don't really get that. So I just wanted to say that first because some of you who may be listening to this might be like, uh-huh. I'm toxic. Uh, I'm toxic. And I'm just letting you know that it's not cute. It is not a personality trait that you should want to have. And this is coming from someone who is in such a toxic relationship and the toxicness was on both ends. I'm not just going to put it on his end. It was, it was a good amount was on my end too. And the reason why we shouldn't strive to have being toxic as one of our personality traits is the dictionary definition of toxicity is the quality of being very harmful or unpleasant. A toxic person is someone who adds negativity to your life and can be emotionally physically draining. Why would you want why would you want to be that? I don't I don't know. I don't get it but just let that sink in. This definition that's given is not in any way, shape or form positive. It is a very negative definition. And I find that we as a society have kind of romanticized this toxic relationship and kind of made it a standard, made it something that's more common when it really shouldn't be, especially with relationships with others being toxic not only drains you but you're draining somebody else so it's kind of like double draining if that makes sense whereas being toxic on your own within your own mental state in your mind is something that not that it's easy to fix but it's really just a thought process you kind of have to just change the way that you're thinking about certain things when it comes to being internally toxic an example of this is kind of thinking the worst in every case scenario, every situation you're always thinking about the worst possible outcome, overthinking, overwhelming yourself with negative thoughts. This is all toxic. It's all negative. So then when we bring someone else into this equation, it's it's very, very damaging. And me being in such a toxic relationship and not when you're in a toxic relationship, it's very hard to see outside of that. It's very hard to kind of really have tough conversations with yourself and analyze how you are, what you're saying, your reactions to certain things. But now being outside of it and looking back, I granted the damage was from both sides, but I can see how I was very, very damaging to this other person which in turn caused internal damage with myself that led to years of trying to overcome and heal these negative traits that I came to develop. And for my personal situation, it's very unfortunate because a lot of the negative traits that I developed within this first toxic relationship kind of spooled into the next couple until I was able to be like, okay, like, why are you reacting like this? Like, they're not giving you any reason to react in this certain way. And it was all about having that tough conversation with myself and recognizing that I need to fix this. I need to change this. This is not how I should be treating other people. This is not how I should be treating myself. And with this Coming of change, I guess you can call it, in my life. Not only was I able to recognize these negative traits that I had developed over the years, but it was also like I was learning how to recognize these traits in others too. So I was. I'm Okay, so I'm like the worst when it comes to relationships because I will not leave until you literally slap me in the face. Like I need to be slapped in the face with information that I just can't look past in order to leave. No matter how bad the red red flags prior are, I will not leave. So being able to recognize these red flags before anything gets taken to a level that would make it harder to get out of is something that I had never... I just never had that trait within me. But within these past, I would say the past year, it's something that I'm actually really good at. Not that that's something I would put on my resume is like expert red flag seeker. But in turn, it saves me not only time, but it saves my emotions. It saves my feelings and it saves the energy that would take putting into this other negative person. And I know a lot of times in relationships, like when things don't work out and they use the term like, it's not you, it's me. This is an essential, essential phrase because when people say that, a lot of times they're like, oh my God, like they just don't like me. They don't want to be with me. But no, it really is not you. It is really them. And that should be red flag. And we need to continue to expand our horizons because Granted, being toxic is talked about a lot within relationships, but that's not just romantic relationships. It's family relationships, friend relationships, um, work relationships, all of that. So recognizing toxic traits with just anybody is, is really like a necessity. And let me... I will be the first to say that just because they're your family member doesn't mean that you shouldn't cut them the fuck off. So just... Just remember that whoever this person is, if they are bringing you down mentally, emotionally, physically, then you really don't need them in your life. Like if they're not adding any beneficial value to you, why keep them around? Like you're just you're making it way worse for yourself. When in turn you can just literally cut these people off. And I know I talk a lot about cutting people off, and I'll most of my episodes, but it's so true. A lot of times we feel bound to certain people in our lives just because of the place that they hold, but really we're doing damage to ourselves. So I think the best trick that I can give to others in the first step of really acknowledging your feelings, acknowledging others' feelings is to not only self-reflect on how you are and maybe try to recognize any toxic traits you might have, but to also maybe analyze your close inner circle relationships that you have. Is there anybody who kind of just doesn't make you feel good when you hang out with them? Once you're able to recognize these traits, and then you kind of see the pattern. And whether you decide to cut them off or you decide to confront them about it, not only will this be saving your relationship with yourself, you're saving your relationship with others and you're saving potential relationships in the future. So next I'm going to get into toxic masculinity slash femininity. And I know femininity is not talked about as much as it should be, So I'm just going to go, I'm going to give a little bit of a brief background about what toxic masculinity is, because we see it a lot, not only on social media, but in the entertainment industry and movies, they always have like the macho man. Um, But lately, I feel like standards for society are kind of not, they're definitely not equal, but they're on the track to becoming that way. The traits of a man who reaps toxic masculinity is they're kind of aggressive. They're like "Er," type of men. Like, you know, the men who go to like football and they're like, and they fucking smash it. And like, ugh those are toxic masculine men. And I just can't. They just irk me. Anyway, they're also emotionally insensitive. So they really don't wear their heart on their sleeves. If they were upset or if they want to cry, they won't. A lot of times this has to do with their upbringing and a lot of men are taught like you're not supposed to cry. You're a man, you you don't cry and That's something that really needs to change with future generations because a lot of these men are becoming like talking to a wall. Like, I'd rather talk to a wall than talk to a man who doesn't know how to show his emotions. Being a toxic masculine man, you usually like to be the dominant one in a relationship. You like to show dominance Whether that's at work, whether that's in a romantic relationship, you always want to be like the alpha in charge. And not only is this harmful to whoever you're talking with, but it's also really harmful to yourself. We see a lot of um, domestic violence that occurs with men and a lot of times the woman can be submissive or she is so broken down to a point where she has to be submissive. And these are always the toughest relationships to leave. And then to just dive a little bit deeper into that with the emotional insecurity that a lot, a lot of men have is because it's Honestly, well, maybe I haven't seen enough of the world, but I feel like a majority of men don't know how to talk about their emotions. And because they don't know how to talk about their own emotions, how are they supposed to acknowledge the emotions of others? And I'm not just saying every man has to be an empath because I'm not even an empath. I get awkward when people talk about their emotions to me. Like, I just don't know how to react But I can acknowledge the way that I'm feeling. If I'm feeling upset, like I validate why I feel upset. A lot of men have trouble doing this. So one of the things that I try to say, even though I'm not good at giving advice really like I'm a good listener but sometimes I just don't know what to say but I always try to make sure that whoever is venting to me knows that how they're feeling is validated how they're feeling is okay I never try to make it seem like they shouldn't be feeling the way that they do just because of whatever the situation is it's always important to make sure you don't lower the other person's feelings because of how you feel. And then on the flip side of that, when I was kind of breaking down how I wanted to go about this episode, I was kind of curious and like, oh, there's such thing as toxic masculinity is toxic femininity a thing. And there weren't many articles that I could read, but I did Get a good amount out of three to four articles about toxic femininity and how it is a thing, but a lot of times it's kind of masked by other definitions, not necessarily toxic femininity. So each article actually kind of had the same information about toxic femininity and the overall definition of it is when women wrap insults or digs and veiled kindness and empathy. So basically, it's like when a woman is a bitch. Like, you know, there's some bitches out there who kind of look down on you because maybe what you're wearing, what you do, whatever. That is toxic femininity. And because toxic masculinity is basically all these male traits, you know, emphasize to a certain level, toxic femininity you would think is the opposite. So women are known as submissive, emotional. So one of the examples that I found is when a woman goes on a date and she tells herself she's only going to eat a salad. And when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm that woman because that's literally what I do is I only order a salad and water with lemon. And I was actually surprised because there, it's a very hard topic to even talk about, let alone read about it. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to include it in this episode because when I was researching it, it was just There's just not a lot of information on it, like there is toxic masculinity. But I figured I was trying to think of like my own ways of examples of toxic femininity. And one of the main ones that I came up with is okay, let's say you catch it. A lot of women do this, and I'll be guilty, I've done it too. Let's say you catch your man or your girlfriend cheating on you, and a lot of times, instead of blaming the man, we blame the woman, and why is that? Why do we do that? That is toxic femininity in its greatest form, and I was surprised that no one used that kind of example because it happens a lot more than it should The man should have been responsible for his actions because he was the one in a committed relationship most of the time. Sometimes the woman was also, but at the end of the day, you have ties to the man, not to the woman. She owes you nothing. He owes you everything or she owes you everything. So I especially think it's important for us as a society to acknowledge that toxic femininity is a thing. And it happens a lot more than it's being recognized. So my advice dealing with either toxic masculinity within yourself, within someone else, toxic femininity within yourself or with others is to not ignore your emotions and seek validation within yourself. And the last thing that we are going to talk about is toxic positivity, which I feel like is is a big one because you don't realize what you're saying and how it can come across until you kind of read or listen to definitions of toxic positivity and what it is and how it's harming us. Because I never knew toxic positivity was a thing until I realized what it is, read examples about it, and then kind of understood, oh, I can see how what I'm saying is coming off a different way or making someone feel a way that they shouldn't, which wasn't my intention. So let's get into it. The definition of toxic positivity is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimalization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Toxic positivity can be use not only with others when let's say we're giving advice to a friend that is venting to us but it can also be to the things that we tell ourselves. So an example of it and it's something that I actually use a lot and I'm really trying to get better at not using it is the it is what it is mentality. For me, I try not to dwell on things that happen in my life. So I always just say, you know, it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. And I try to really stay strong to that. But usually when I say it is what it is, I'm just sweeping something under the rug. I'm trying not to think about it really when I should be thinking about it and talking about it and moving on from it. When you have the it is what it is mentality, you're kind of just like hiding it somewhere until it's going to be brought to the surface again in a later time. And then another major example, and I am again, 100% guilty of using this and thinking that I'm giving good advice to people, but I'm really like just not, is just be happy. It could be worse. Good vibes only. Pushing this positive attitude onto someone who is not feeling positive right now. They're not feeling happy. They're not feeling optimistic, but you're trying to push this persona onto them instead of validating the negative emotions that they are feeling in the moment. And I think the biggest thing that people kind of get like mind fucked over is how long until we start to push the positive, because you don't want to see your friend, family member, or even yourself dwell in this negative emotion for like, days, weeks, months on end. So where's the fine line until you got to be like, all right, like, let's get your shit together. Let's go. Come on, let's do something. That is, I can't answer that because I'm not a professional, but that is a question that I have for myself. And that is something that I'm going to be working on and trying to figure out as life goes on. I actually can answer that for myself, but I'm not going to answer for others. So like, for example, yesterday I had a really shitty day. Like I was just so depressed. I just felt like the world was against me. I felt like I was going nowhere in life. I just feel like I'm at a standstill. So I had written out my goals for the day that I wanted to accomplish. Um, I wanted to work out. I wanted to record this yesterday. I wanted to do some marketing for it. I wanted to apply for jobs. And literally, I did none of that. I stood in bed from noon until 7 p.m. I took a nap, which I never do. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let these emotions just like go through me. It's okay if I'm taking a mental health day. Like tomorrow, I'll get the shit done. I'll do it. But I feel like it's hard for some people to do this because they're not used to you know, giving themselves a pep talk. They kind of rely on somebody else to maybe help them get out of bed and help them clean stuff, whatever. So that's why I can't speak for other people. But just for me, I let myself feel that way instead of trying to you know, push a workout that I really wasn't feeling, push myself working on my computer when I really, really didn't want to do that. And instead, just tell myself, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a brand new day. We'll start fresh. And yeah, today was actually a great day and I got a lot of shit done. So it all works out in the end, but just allowing yourself to process those negative emotions instead of just hiding them is the key to really dealing with toxic positivity. So to end and kind of summarize all of it, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel sad one day. It's okay to recognize that maybe your significant other is not your person. It's okay to realize that that best friend that hasn't talked to you in seven months, you know what? Move on. She moved on. You move on. It's okay to realize maybe that family member was never good for you anyway, so it's not even worth your energy it's okay that maybe you treated yourself like shit in the past maybe you treated someone else like shit in the past and i actually was reading a book um it was the four agreements but it was the love one out of the trilogy and at the end of the book it or maybe it was the beginning i don't remember but there was a passage that said think about mentally think about all the people who you owe an apology So I created like it was a very short list, maybe two or three that I really could think of. And it said if you're able to give those people an apology, if they're still living, if you still have their information, give them an apology. If not, give them an apology and like think about it and know that they're going to receive it. So I actually did that. I reached out to someone who I treated like shit in high school and now we're friends and, you know, life just happens that way. There was also another part of that passage that um, said, think of all of the people who owe you an apology. And even if they haven't given you apology, accept it, forgive them, and move on. And that's exactly what I did. And it just made me feel so much lighter. And I found comfort in knowing that anyone else who comes into my life from this point on, they're going to be getting the best version of me. That I have ever been in my entire life. And I'm not saying that I'm at a standstill. I'm just going to keep getting better as the days go on. So that is it for all of the levels to this fucking shit that we call toxic. Please stop romanticizing toxicity. Please stop romanticizing the toxic memes that I see on Twitter. Are like, yeah, they're funny, but it's not cute. Don't treat people like that. Don't treat yourself like that. It's just it never ends up well. It really doesn't. So thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, as you know, I end with you guys should follow me on Instagram, follow Muse by Mariah underscore. If you want to follow my personal at Mariah Mar 328, I've actually been getting a few people in my DMS who are really creating conversations with me about my episodes. And I do really love that. I actually do like talking to people, even though I'm very introverted. So if you guys want to slide in my DMs and talk about this topic, let me know what you think, then feel free to do so. And make sure you check out Muse by Mariah as I'm posting new articles weekly. Thanks, guys, and tune in next week.